When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What, what up, is dog? it that we, we the do? We What they want. What a weekend in college basketball, Jalen Rose. Did Michigan, did Michigan make it to the Sweet 16? Did they make it to the Sweet 16? Luda had a song, and it was what? titled Move. So you're a terrific host, and you've been doing this for over 20-plus years, but I need you to just move. Get out the way for no a second. No problem. Hail to the victors. Yeah, we going to the Sweet 16. That's right. And, and, and let me just give a shout-out to the squad. Hunter Dickinson, 27-11-4 against Tennessee. Shout-out to Eli Brooks, our steady guard in the backcourt, 23 points, 5 dimes. I see you, T. Will. Nine points, 14 minutes, two big putbacks. I see you, the most shady Frankie baby, filling in for Devontae Jones and doing a remarkable job steadying the ship. And again, Diabaste giving us great minutes up front, the young big, our freshman. Like, I felt like this team would be more built for the tournament based on our style. Just think about how we play. We traditionally use two bigs. We're gonna post the ball high-low, and we have good guard play. If Caleb Houston start making shots, it's over for y'all. It's <laughs> over for y'all. I'm trying to tell you. And we're gonna take it one game at a time and respect the journey. Shout to Macy Edward Christopher Weber the third pitcher there on the left, and my brother Raymond Jackson a.k.a. money, at the game to represent Jawan and the squad to the fullest. Yes, I was there the first game. And shout to Jawan's wife and the crew, by the way, the entire University of Michigan family, Janine. And how about Howard Isley and his wife? It was so many people that I got a chance to run into. Ty, Ty Isley, like, it's a family affair when your squad keeps playing. And you know what else is beautiful, Jacoby? And thank you for letting me cook. Michigan State lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there, there's certain things that happen during this. You're like, oh, okay, bang, down goes Michigan State. Oh, wait, down goes the entire Big Ten, basically, instead of us and Purdue, right? Yeah. It, 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 is there two Big Tens in the, in the Sweet 16? Because we started, I believe, eight or nine teams in the tournament. So Michigan don't mind putting the conference on our back like we always do. But in all honesty, shout out to Juwan and his coaching staff. They're doing a terrific job nurturing this team. We are an 11 seed. That's the celebration. We lost our, 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 our veteran guard who transferred to be a part of the NCAA tournament, and he's injured. And so I'll be at the game Thursday. I'm excited about playing against Nova. You know we respect Jay Wright. And correct me, research, if I'm wrong. Michigan had the first Jalen to ever play in the national championship. I believe Nova has the first one to actually win one. 
while it's the most popular name in the NCAA. Rest in peace, Jeannie Cassandra Rose, the, the curator of the name Jalen. And I will say, I guess it won't be a champion or a Final Four or an NBA draft moving forward without the name Jalen being included. So I'm very, very grateful this time of the year. Congratulations, Jalen, on Michigan's big win this weekend. However, there were some other games this weekend that are worth discussing, and one involves the number one team. If you were to reseed the Sweet 16, they would probably be the number one team, and that is out of the West, Gonzaga. Of course, everybody talks about Chet Holmgren, but it was Drew Timmy who put on a performance in both games this weekend. So, you know, I make old-school popcorn on the stove, melt my butter, do a little slap your mama seasoning on there and a couple of other things. I'm trying to tell you, and that's what it's called, not condoning violence in any way, shape, or form. But I have to say this. You know, we talk so much about the Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan, and we call him Timmy. That's all I was saying when I was watching this guy do work because his squad needed every one of them. Gonzaga was on the ropes. My guy Chet Holmgren was struggling a little bit. They mm -hmm. were down, and all of a sudden, I looked a little closer, and you know who Timmy reminds me of? You. That's who. <laughs> Drew Timmy is David Jacoby in the NCAA tournament. You see the handlebar mustache? You see the happy hour style that it looks like once he leaves the game, he's going to go champagne and campaign? No reason why he shouldn't be on your wall of fame. You got to explain to the people why Timmy is not on the wall of fame. You gotta earn, you gotta earn your spot on the Wall of Fame here. Timmy hasn't put in enough time in the lexicon quite yet, but I do like him. And I have a team that I watched this weekend that I'm going to pick to win it all. It's Houston. It's the Houston Cougars. Their yes, defense, the way that they rebound, the way they contest everything, the way that they pressure guards, they look so good. And Taze Moore, he floats through the air. He flies. Look at, look at white, little save. More with the finish. They made light work of this game, and I really like the way that they play defense, the way that they rebound, and I am picking them, who just beat Illinois, to advance into the Final Four from their bracket. Wow, and that's another big team, team going down, and Kelvin Sampson did a terrific job, and they talked during the broadcast so much about like how he wanted to go to the league and reinvent himself offensively and bring some of that, those principles back to his team. And I'm not mad at your choice because they are an ascending team and that athleticism, the ability to switch everything and get on transition, like that's something when you can create easy baskets for your teammates, that's, that's a game changer in the NCAA tournament. So, so I ain't mad at you. I understand Jaylen, why they pique your interest. What really piques my interest about this tournament is watching the players that are expected to go in the lottery and just see how they perform under the bright lights. And my number one pick in the NBA draft, the prospect that I'm most excited about to see play with Jerry West on his chest is Jabari Smith. And Jabari Smith and Auburn, they weren't just upset. Jabari didn't play well. If you look at the box score, I think he had yeah. 10 points and 15 yep. rebounds. But he couldn't put the ball in the basket. And would you let one bad performance like this in the tournament sort of affect your draft, or the way, uh, draft prospects or the way you look at a player as if you were evaluating him to go to the league? Well, everything matters. You know what I'm saying? Like every practice, every dribble, every workout, every game, every situation, um, how you handle yourself on and off the floor. When you're evaluating a young man or a young young lady and you're about to use draft capital, in this case, like a lottery pick, you're taking everything into effect. 
But what has happened over the draft, and of course there are some exceptions to the rule uh, of players that went to college but didn't necessarily put up gaudy numbers but still got drafted very high or didn't do extremely well in the NCAA tournament. A guy, a guy, look at a guy like Ben Simmons. When he was at LSU, they didn't make the NCAA tournament and he went number mm. one overall. Look at a guy like Markel Fultz, the same thing. He went really high in the draft. So we, we see cases of players who don't necessarily um, have long runs in the NCAA tournament still get picked really high. But Jabari, I believe, established himself before this tournament. And now Jacoby with players going to the G League and overseas and working out with trainers versus playing in NCAA, you get a different evaluation of a player. It's not a, it's not a drop dead anchor of, oh, he didn't perform well in the NCAA tournament because they don't have an expectation, so to speak, to only play well in the tournament. When we were in college and I stayed to my junior year and so did Jawan and Grant Hill stayed to his senior year. You were required to play well in college and if you didn't play well in the tournament, then that would affect your draft status. In this case, and Bruce Pearl is his head coach getting them NBA ready, I don't think it's going to affect his draft status at all. And even though he didn't play well, you see all the tools, you see the athletic fluidity, you see the size, you see the way that he can shoot from outside and inside, like even just the form of the jump shot. While they didn't go in, he did look like someone who was ready to play in the NBA and make the leap. Jalen, no one made a bigger leap this weekend than St. Pete's of New Jersey. Not only did they beat Kentucky, and then they went on to beat Murray State to go to the Sweet 16. What, don't you love the true Cinderella, Cinderella story like this? So here's what I want to say. And I did this in a Fab Five doc about Duke. And that's say what everybody else is thinking, but ain't nobody going to say out loud. I love Coach Cal just like anybody else. I have his number in my phone, as you know. I would love to have him on the show. But I can't act like some of these Hall of Fame coaches that have had multiple All-Americans, that have multiple people that go on to play in the league and be NBA All-Stars and get max contracts and get major shoe deals and be stars on the next level. I can't act like if you've been at a program 25 or 30 years, that I'm gonna really celebrate you winning one ring. I can't front, dog. I was looking at this and I was thinking like, when Coach Cal took that job, you saw him at UMass. We saw him at Memphis. Did an excellent job leading those teams to the Final Four and deserved this Kentucky opportunity. Deserves to be in the conversation of highest paid coaches, one of the most elite recruiters that the game has seen, helped graduate the notion of accepting one and done players and made it in vogue to where even programs like Duke had to submit and start recruiting and accepting those players. But I can't act like since he got the job and I look back at the journey, that I, ain't, that, that I ain't surprised that he only got one championship. I can't front. Just think about it. as a player, right, I get judged, and I had three cracks at it. Imagine if I was Jim Boeheim, Tom Izzo, and Jim, John Calipari. That's 100 years of basketball. I would hope they have one championship each. Am I bugging, <laughs> Jacoby? <laughs> You're not bugging. But I do want to celebrate St. Pete's and their amazing run. It might end soon, but what a run Shout it was. St. Beating Pete. those 
those those two big teams. Jalen, some I'll other news of the weekend. Week. Because of all the college basketball feels like it happened three weeks ago, but Deshaun Watson was not only traded to the Browns, the Browns have signed him to a five-year, $230 million, fully guaranteed contract to be the quarterback of that franchise for the next five years. Those are the details of this trade. Now, Jalen, normally... They would throw a parade in Cleveland about this. They would celebrate the future of the franchise. They would treat him like a returning warrior that won a victory overseas. However, due to the 22 civil lawsuits that are still pending, this does feel a little bittersweet, a little icky. How do you feel about this? So, Jacoby, there's the score of the game and there's the game of life. And like you, I'm clearly not going to dismiss the 22 um, actions that are still pending against him. But what this also shows me that the attorneys that are involved with this, they get paid top dollar. Assume at some point he's gonna clearly be able to resume his NFL career without it being interrupted over the next five years based on whatever happened before he signed with the Cleveland Browns. And here's what I'll say to you. It's not the celebration of Russell Wilson and it almost was like the apple pie and white picket fence. He had the beautiful family, he had the kids there, they had on the team colors, they had the new jersey. That was the one way to celebrate Russell Wilson as a franchise quarterback going to the Denver Broncos. But I can't lie to you, Jacoby, you may not believe that Cleveland's celebrating this or excited about this, they are. Because they wanna win football games, and they want to win a championship. And you know what else they want to do? See their weapons, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who's had past issues also, many people have. Their receiving core, they just added Amari Cooper to go with it as well. They want to see them move up and down the field and possibly be one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL like the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what Browns fans want to see. And I hate to remind you and be like, uh, uh, so bottom line about it is they're going to root for him the same way the Broncos fans are going to root for Russell Wilson because he's a great player. Well, we will see if it translates to wins on the field. Jalen, LeBron James passed a milestone this weekend. He is now second in all-time points scored in the National Basketball Association's history. Jalen, we'll discuss that and much more right after this. They want to be down with the king. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Anthony Rose, someone who used to be a part of your life every Sunday but has moved on, has signed a new contract. Matthew Stafford, former fi- former quarterback of your Detroit Lions, current Super Bowl champion with his first year with the Rams, was rewarded for that success with a four-year, $160 million extension, $135 million are guaranteed. What a nice thank you gift. 
Absolutely, I'm happy for him. He, he deserved it. And like I've been saying on this program a couple of seasons ago, he was putting up Hall of Fame caliber numbers, but playing in Detroit on a team that was never gonna have playoff success with him, now trading him puts him in position to not only be on a team with Sean McVay, and now Odell Beckham Jr. and Allen Robinson, and they're gonna continue to reinvent the roster and defensively, obviously you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and you just won the Super Bowl. So now he's their quarterback of now, their quarterback of the next few years, and he deserves top dollar. I'm happy to see the way he went on and performed, and let's continue to see if he's gonna to continue to put them in position to be a solid contender with their talent in the NFC. We see Tom Brady coming back. We don't know um, how the Aaron Rodgers thing with losing Devontae Adams is gonna play out, but they still have him and they've been 13 and three last year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen in the NFC next year. Me too. Something tells me the Lions are gonna win the NFC Championship next year. You heard it here first on Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> Jalen, a major milestone was surpassed this weekend. LeBron James has now the second most points ever scored in the NBA, passing Carl Malone. Do you think his focus in the rest of the season is on personal accolades or team goals? Just being a professional. When I go to the Bulls, Jacoby, and it's February and they have nine wins, I could do two things. Complain about being there, ask not to be there, or don't play. I chose to play 83 games. You gotta find professional motivation to go out there and be really competitive, especially when you're an all-time great like Le LeBron James and people are showing up to come and watch and pay and watch you play every night. And so he looks for all types of motivation. And I should, and I would be motivated to be number one on the scoring list, wouldn't you? Of course. He's got <laughs> exactly. a couple thousand more points to get there, but I also think he's got his eye on points per game leader, scoring champion this year. I think that'd yep. be another great notch for his resume to say, yep. at 37 years old, I was also the scoring champ. So every time you want to compare with Michael Jordan, let's remember that oh, as oh, well. Oh, see, no, 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 no. No, no. We're no, not doing this to Jalen. We've, we've, done, we've done hours no. of Jalen versus of, of LeBron versus Jordan. We're not doing a second on it today. We're gonna move on to two teams that are actually relevant in this year's playoffs, not the Lakers. We're talking about the Raptors and the 76ers. 76ers had a nice, comfortable 16-point cushion. And then in the fourth quarter, it was the Raptors who came storming back. And it came down to this one play from James Harden. Dribbles to his right, goes up right elbow, right into the face of Boucher. He gets called for the foul. The Sixers lose the game. This could be a potential matchup in the first round, Jalen Rose. Did the, the Raptors send a message? And Yes, and I, I want to tell you a dirty secret. So all great players and teams have weaknesses. And I'm gonna introduce you to what Philadelphia's is gonna be and what people are gonna to look to exploit. James Harden on the ball, Joel Embiid's man is the screener. Pick and roll defense involving those two guys. That's what you're gonna see all of the top teams try to do. And you say, well, you can hide James Harden. Well, if you really look at the top teams, each of them have two or three players that can initiate offense. The Bucks, the Heat, and the Nets. So ain't no hiding. The Celtics, ain't no hiding. You saw yesterday with the Raptors, ain't no hiding. And so this is gonna be great to see as, yes, if these two teams were in the series, I would pick the Sixers to win because I would anticipate Joel Embiid will play better offensively than he did yesterday. 
But this is gonna be a closer matchup if they play than people realize based on exactly what I just said. Another team in the Eastern Conference that every single game is just, again, creating and building their campaign to be considered as a potential Eastern Conference champion. That is the Boston Celtics. They hosted Jokic and the Nuggets yesterday, and the Celtics did what they do. They played great defense. They had a huge lead at halftime. And in this one, Jalen and Jason each had 30 to combine for 60. But something I want to talk to you about happened to start the second half. Mike okay. Malone was not happy with the way that his Nuggets played in the first half. So what he did in the second half is put all of the starting five of the Nuggets on the bench and had the sub start the second half. Mr. Rose, take us behind the curtain. Have you ever seen something like that happen? What sort of a message of is he sending? Absolutely. And you, you, the first message you're sending is you're disappointed in the starters. But here's the second message, and it's played out at Philadelphia, that you believe in your bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, Will Barton, whether he's in or the starting lineup or coming off the bench, and, and obviously Monte Morris, we saw Bones have a big game in Philly, and Boogie has had his moments as well. So, again, you're getting waxed. You want to try something different. I understand it. But I want to celebrate the Celtics. And before we go on to the next topic, it's like this. Did people say that they should break up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum this season? Not on this show. Not on like, this show. Like, not like, 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 seriously, like, there's certain things that you shouldn't be able to get away with saying as it talks about this holy grail of the game of basketball. And there's no way you're going to draft, trade, or acquire a player better than Jalen Brown. And so the idea that you're going to break him and Tatum up, a young duo that's been in multiple Eastern Conference Finals, then played basically with Isaiah Thomas, Kimba Walker, Kyrie Irving, Dennis Schroeder, and now Marcus Smart is still finding ways to be successful. It's great to see Ime Adoka doing a terrific job. It really is. I think the Celtics could win the Eastern Conference. Jalen, we have a lot more to discuss, and we have a special shout-out to a friend of the show right after this. Find out who that is. Stay tuned. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Big doubleheader Wednesday night on ESPN starting at 7.30 where we have the Nets traveling to Memphis to take on Ja and the Grizzlies. And then at 10 p.m., it is Joel Embiid taking his MVP candidacy to Los Angeles to take on LeBron James and the Lakers. NBA countdown starts at all at 7. And Jalen, does this post mean that Jamal Crawford has officially retired? Yes, and rightfully so. I think they should consider naming a six-man-in-the-year award after my little brother. I'm really happy to see what he's accomplished, not only as a player, but as a man, getting buckets on anybody you put in front of him. One of the greatest showmen in the league has seen, one of the best clutch performers that the game has seen. But Jay Crossover, if my Pistons call, I'm gonna need you to come out of retirement. Don't <laughs> fill out the papers yet, dog. Don't <laughs> fill out the papers yet, family. In all honesty, congratulations. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN2, 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, I watched a lot of basketball this weekend. I watched a lot of basketball. There's a lot, a lot happened. And there's a couple things that we didn't get to talk to on the television program that I want to talk to you about. Number one, tell me what it was like to be there. The hug with Jawan. You know, just the whole vibe. Just tell, tell me, tell me from your personal perspective. So, um, it's been a, 
a season where Michigan hadn't won back-to-back games since early February. And it culminated by the altercation at the end of the Wisconsin game that led to Jawan being suspended five games. That becomes a character test for the entire program for all of the reasons we know. And shout to Phil Martelli, Howard Isley, and the coaching staff who held it down while Jawan was out. And so now, Jawan returns. And the first game is the Big Ten Tournament. There's a gift and a curse to that. The team doesn't play well, we lose that game. Mm-hmm. So now, instead of us watching the NCAA tournament show and feeling like we're locked to get in, we first <laughs> four in, first four out, might be in the 68, might be in the 64. Like, I went from hating the 68 until I thought we was about to be in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. And so, at that point, we just hoped to get in. And I wasn't going to celebrate going to the NIT. I ain't going to front. You wouldn't have saw me at those games hugging Juwan. I ain't going to lie. And so, now that they're in the NCAA tournament, they're in Indianapolis. And you know what we can't do? Lose the first game, even though we're an 11 seed. People ain't gonna look at us like that because we're Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like Coach Cal can lose to a 15 seed because he's been doing this 25, 30 years. Coach K can lose to a 15 seed. He got five championships. He's been doing this for a while. It was important for us to get off to a good start in this NCAA tournament. And so that's why I wanted to make sure I was there, first and foremost. And obviously, you know I was joking when I said I wouldn't be at the NIT because if it was right after one of our shows and it was in New York, I'd still go to the game. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's convenient. You wouldn't want to get a plane I, to go to exactly. it. Exactly. Like if you, if you know me, you know I'll go to a P- Pistons game. I'm going to the Pistons game next weekend, as a matter of fact. And it ain't because we're going to the playoffs. And so it was important for me to be there for my brother, be there for our school, to be there for those players. Because one of the things when you sign a letter of intent to go to the University of Michigan, you know you're joining the family. And so I got a chance to see Mark Hughes, the OG, who's doing a terrific job, by the way. He's like the assistant GM of the Clippers. He been with him forever. Like, just so you know, when y'all hear me speak about these teams, never underestimate I know the people who who really gonna tell me what's happening. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm just gonna tell you this. Mark Hughes is like the assistant GM of the Clippers. He been there like seven, eight years. So if I tell you something about their team, I might know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I saw him. Shout to the OG Terry Mills. Sugar Mills, who calls radio for Michigan games, won the national championship in 1989. And just to be back with the fans and the Michigan fan base and the Wolverine love and Jawan's wife, Janine, and Howard's wife, Ty. By the way, I've been in three funerals. I've been in three weddings in my life. Three weddings. 
I've been a part of, three of them in my entire life. My late brother, Bill, Jawan Howard, and Howard Isley. Those are the three weddings I've ever been a participant in. And so I was gonna be there to support. It was great to see them win. And it was even greater to see C. Webb attend his first game since Jawan's been there. His first basketball game probably since he left. It's great to see Ray there also showing that love, showing that support. It was great to see us win and then see them also get a chance to celebrate that win because if they don't win, they don't get a chance to celebrate going to the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. And if they don't win, C-Web don't get a chance to go to the locker room and go IG Live and be with the players and show them love and give them a pep talk that I'm pretty sure inspired them and stuff like that. So it's a beautiful thing for Juwan. It's a beautiful thing for Michigan and for our program. Now I'm just looking at the bracket. And Jay Wright is always going to be a tough out. No mm -hmm. And just look at his players in the pros. One place for the Pistons. Sadiq Bay gave me 50. Yeah, we did. need to do a 30 for 30 on Sadiq Bay's no, 50. That's going to be the least celebrated 50-point sure game in the history of, of the NBA. The least celebrated 50-point game in the history of the NBA. I'm going to make sure there's a 30 for 30 on Sadiq's 50 game. I promise. <laughs> We're going to celebrate my Pistons. In all honesty, he played for Jay Wright. How about Josh Hart? What he's done since he's been a part of the Portland Trail Blazers. See, this is the anti- what I'm saying about Coach Cal in particular. Like, I can't front. I'm disappointed that Kentucky doesn't have more than one championship with him as the head coach based on all of the talent that they have. That's had. Coach Cal. You said Coach K, but continue. Yeah, Coach Cal. And so, us now going against them, they have bigs that are physical. They have a big that's their best shooting three-pointer by percentage. They have the player of the year in the conference back-to-back -back years in their backcourt. Gillespie. And so this is going to be what it should be in the Sweet 16. But however, I'm looking at that matchup. I like it for us. And, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you what the Michigan uh, coaching staff should be applauding right now when they watch the film. They like to play in a crowd and so do we. That benefits us. And there are going to be people like, what does that mean? There are going to be teams that play five guys that are six foot seven, that are all around the three-point line. There's going to be teams that play four guys that are six foot seven with one guy roaming the paint. And then there are going to be teams that play more traditional with three guys around the perimeter with high-low action with their bigs. No different than Jawan did with C-Webb in reverse, Diabaste and... Dickinson, like Villanova does that action too. Mm -hmm. I believe we struggle more against a team that want to pace and space and dribble drivers and put it, Hunter in a lot of pick and rolls. So um, based um, on that, I'm 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 really confident um, that 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 hopefully we get Devontae Jones back and he can be healthy, but like. I'm confident in our squad, and I can't front. When I looked at the bracket, I was confident. Really? I was. Well, Colin Gillespie is obviously sort of like the traditional point guard. And I'm glad you brought up the sizes and the different styles of play, because one thing is I watch a lot more NBA than college, and one thing I've watched so much college this weekend, it was fun to see, is like 
old school rosters. You know what I mean? Like we got the short little stocky point guard who's like listed at 6'1", but he's really six feet maybe. And then you got like the two bigs. Like I was watching Arizona yesterday. They got Balo and um, Loco, Loco, Loco. I call him Go Loco. Co, Co Loco. And like those are two bigs, like two actual bigs. You watch enough NBA games, it's like five wings. You know what I mean? Like it's just like five wings, but All like a flat. Yeah, exactly. Like the college, but the college basketball rosters look like an old school video game. Like this guy's obviously the big, the big center. Like I was watching, um, who was it? Purdue with with Edie. I was like, this dude is a monster. Like um, an absolute monster. He's head and shoulders above everybody else. You give him the ball, he just takes one long step towards the basket and gets fouled. Makes one of two and goes back. Like it was fun to watch this kind of like old school basketball and so much post play too. Because you know I love dumping into the post and kicking it out of the post. And Double team in the post, and all all of that all of that was so much fun to watch because I watch way too much NBA where they don't kick it into the post and they don't have a lot of slow centers that that you know can't can't switch on to anybody or just there to rebound. It was fun to watch. Well, here's a direct action you don't normally see in the NBA that's refreshing. High low. Yeah. That's basically what you're describing. That's what I mean. Like having three around the perimeter with a high low action, and so even with Gonzaga, same thing. Right, you have Chet around the three-point line. You got him dumping it into Drew Timmy a lot, and/or vice versa. Arizona got away with a foul against TCU late. Yeah, I believe you brought up Arizona. I believe that was that game. Yeah, yeah they got away with a foul against TCU. I'd be upset if I was TCU. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> but I agree with you. And for Michigan, for for Nova, like both of these teams gonna be prepared. Both of these teams gonna play really hard. But it's the magic of the tournament and watching Kentucky go down and Michigan State go down and, you know, uh, uh, was it St. Mary or St. Peter's advance? Yep. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, I just like and, the and, St. Pete didn't better. just advance. You know, they beat Kentucky. You know what I mean? Yes. And then they beat Murray State. Like, it's, like, it's yeah. one thing that it's like sometimes you get lucky and, like, you get to the, the Sweet 16 where you kind of caught some breaks. Got a good first round, and then uh, and you, you 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 went into an upset game in the second round. But beating Kentucky, that's great. Story programs, and also like their program wins, and their defining losses. This one gonna stick on Coach Cal. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you this one gonna stick. Well, we had the we talked about Miami beating Auburn. Just not even beating Auburn. They waxed Auburn, and Miami looked good with those black uniforms. Wong Dope. had a great dunk. Dope. And then Dope. Iowa State beats, beat Wisconsin, which basically means that Kansas has to beat Providence and then a 10 or 11 seed to get in the Final Four. I would say that's the easiest path left. I'm putting them in the Final Four. Shout to Ed Cooley and Providence. You know I keep an eye out on what they're doing. Jimmy Walker, my biological father, played for them. Got a chance to go be a part of their March Madness. And uh, I agree with you on Kansas. And Bill Self, who's the model of consistency. I mean, they just dominate the Big 12 and win it every year, get the one or two seed, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see if that propels them um, to the national championship. But, again, it's going to be so, so many great storylines to be played out over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Um, a couple of things we didn't get to that I want to talk to. Warriors, last week, this is what David Jacoby felt. Steph's playing good. Draymond's back. That's unlocked Steph. 
Clay Thompson. Yeah, he's not the old Clay Thompson, but he had 37 recently. James Wiseman's playing in the G League, so he's going to come back. They asked too much of Kevin Looney. Wiseman comes back. He's a seven-footer. Like, everything's looking up for the Warriors. And back when we used to consider the Warriors and the Suns like the top tier in the Western Conference, that's going to happen again. It's guaranteed to be Warriors and Suns in the finals of the Western Conference. And it's written. Steph, Steph Curry twists his ankle. He's out for two weeks. Draymond gets kicked out of the game yesterday. He's mad. Clay hasn't been putting up big numbers. James Wiseman, that G League that he was playing in, guess what that led to? Some swelling in his knee. So he might not even play this year. I'm back to being concerned about the Warriors, Jalen. You should be. And I'll just tell you this. Not to diminish what the three-time champions have already accomplished, in particular the Splash Brothers of Draymond Green. And Steve Kerr, when you look deeper to the box score, he done been around some of the all-time greats, and he's become an all-time great, in particular as a coach himself. And he probably has like eight championships between the Bulls, the Spurs, and coaching with the Golden State Warriors. And I, I try to be really direct with my thoughts as I articulate them because I don't want to disrespect what they've accomplished. But they ain't winning it this year. Let me, let me just make sure we're on the same thing. They ain't winning it this year. And I felt like it was possible a week ago, literally a week ago. Yeah, they're not it winning possible. it this year. Yeah. And, 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 and somebody that's listening might say, like, how can you be so definitive? Because you hope to get stuff back. We've seen um, Draymond return, and we've seen flashes from Clay. Your guy Jordan Poole has improved. He deserves to be in conversation for most improved or six men of the year. Like, how how can I definitively say that they're not going to win it? Kaminga's gotten an opportunity to play. He's made the most of it. Because the Suns are just that much better. That's why. That's the answer. Like, they're a well-oiled machine. Like, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> like, like the, the Suns are an assembly line. Like, the Warriors have been, like, independent contractors the entire year. Like, there's a reason why the Suns got, like, a nine-game lead, whether CP is playing or not. Like, they're dist they've distinguished themselves as the best team in basketball. It's just that everybody wants to ignore what they see. They want to ignore that they made the finals last year. And by the way, they ain't even signed DeAndre Ayton to a contract extension yet. They will. Devin Booker's like in his seventh or eighth year, and he only like 25, 26 years old. You see and what Bridges, I'm saying? Bridges is taking the leap. And Cam, and I know he's been out recently, but but Cam Johnson, you know, he's he, Cam Johnson's probably one of the most untalked about stories from this season. Like every time like Desmond Bain, you know what I mean? And like, you know, sort of breakout players. But uh, but Cam Johnson's having something so, here. So there was a time. When Cameron Plain played with Russell Westbrook, mm -hmm. and I said this about Danny Green. I got a chance to talk to Danny Green about this, and he admitted that OGU was right. And Cameron Payne had some people, and some people with the Bulls didn't like when I said this. But Danny Green was getting DMPs. You can't be doing that dance with LeBron James at the end of the Cavs bench. That, that don't look good. And I said the same thing about Cameron Payne. That's Russell Westbrook. He can do that. You can't be doing that. Those histrionics and all that before the game, like, 
that ain't for you, homie. And so I said that about him. And I said that if he keep that up, he going to be out of the league. And I didn't celebrate when it happened. But shortly thereafter, he was out of the league. And I want to applaud him because so many times we celebrate the Kevin Durant's and the Kyrie Irvins, the like mercurial talented players. But the seasoned veteran is who everybody else aspires to be if you can't be the superstar and the all-time great. And I want to put Cam uh, Payne on focus right now because look back at his journey. And now all of a sudden, Chris Paul goes out and the Suns seemingly have not missed a beat. Mm -hmm. And I've seen his assist numbers, his low turn, high, high assists. Low turnover, shooting the ball better, scoring the ball, playing off the dribble, playing off the catch, able to run the offense on a contending team that has the best record in the NBA. And so when I say the Warriors ain't winning it, they ain't beating them for sure is what I'm saying. Now let's talk about everybody else. So that's tier one. That's the Suns. We're going to put them over here. Everybody I know. Yeah, at Jalen Rose is my Twitter. At Jalen versus everybody is my IG if you want to. Or at Jalen versus Jacoby. You know where to find But now let's talk about the second tiers. The Warriors have now opened themselves up, Jacoby. And Mike Malone, I meant to tell you this on the show, also benched his starters in the second half, not only because they're getting waxed, but he's sending a message that we know we ain't getting Jamal Murray back. This is who we got, and this is who we can't be. That, that's that's really all what he they, that like those are subliminal like don't think Jamal coming back to save us we down 30 mm -hmm. right now ain't nobody coming to save us so that's what his mentality was by benching his his starters but as the Warriors now sink back to the pack I'm looking at teams like the Jazz and the Grizzlies and what's gonna happen with the injuries to the Clippers or the, uh, and, and like, and can the Mavs, now the Mavs just ain't good enough to beat the Warriors. But like, they're not winning it this year. That's my point. And the number one reason why is because I want to pay homage to the Suns. I agree. Um, Devontae Adams. Now, remember the same day, it was the same day that Aaron Rodgers Pre signed his big deal that Devontae uh -huh. Adams was placed on a franchise tag, and I thought those two things were hand-in-hand, hand. that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers like, listen, I want Devontae if I'm going to stay here. Well, that's not the case. Because Devontae said, I'm not playing on a franchise tag, and he was then traded to his college teammates team, the Las Vegas Raiders. He and Derek Carr played at Fresno State, I believe it was. And um, Mr. Rose, how do you feel Aaron Rodgers feels about all this? I think if Aaron Rodgers' goal was to keep Devontae Adams happy, he would have made sure Devontae Adams got taken care of before he signed his mega deal. Okay. Now, here's where it gets tricky. If Devontae's deal is going to be a record-breaking deal that no wide receiver has ever had in the history of the NFL, the Green Bay Packers are going to look at Aaron and say, we can't give both of y'all the same record number deals a week apart. It is, we, we, we financially, 
are not going to be able to do it. So, Aaron, here's a pen, here's some paper, here's our roster, and when we lose Devontae, we're going to try to figure out what we're going to do at the quarterback position. Just like we got to figure out what to do with Jordan Love. Are you cool with that? He's like, yeah, I'm cool. Because you know why now I believe he should be good with it? Because Devontae Adams was appreciating his position with the Packers, but he was plotting his promotion with the Raiders the entire time. Even last year, he was like, I love to play with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And not to be in rich people businesses, but because I'm pretty sure he got multiple properties, but he got a place in Vegas. And ain't nothing like going somewhere to play that you already had a spot. That feels so G, I promise you. I promise. That feels, <laughs> I would love to have been able to do that. I, I did it during the finals just working in the media and felt like a G when the Lakers and the Pistons played. I couldn't imagine if I was in the league. And so for Aaron, he gets top dollar. For Devontae, he gets top dollar. I look at that like when uh, DeAndre left Houston. And like I told you then, Watson was going to get his bread. Hopkins had to leave to get his bread. That's kind of how I look at this now. That makes some sense. Um, one thing that happened is we've always talked about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. And the one thing that everybody talks about is the fact they can't protect Joe Burrow. They're 30th in the league in pass block win rate. Uh, he was sacked the most. What do we? How many times did he get sacked against the Titans? Like seven times, nine times. He got a times. record nine times. Yeah, nine times he got sacked no against team, the Titans. No team, no quarterback has ever won a game. Definitely a playoff then game. He, then he won a game. Well, they've added uh, Lael Collin to Ted Karras and Alex Kappa, um, and they've rebuilt their entire offensive line. Now, we talked about this, that maybe Joe Burrow will never see the Super Bowl again. That's a possibility. You know, it's possible that Joe Burrow will never see the Super Bowl again. So he's, you know, so you only get you only get one shot. Like Eminem said, this is his second year, and he's acting like he's going to come back. But with this bolstered offensive line, do you consider them up with the sort of Bills and Chiefs in the AFC in that top tier? Jeez, yes, I do. And like, I I just appreciate now. If you, if you look at that, uh, I believe it's the AFC West. Like, I don't know the divisions off the top. The Chargers division. Is that the AFC West? Yes. Each it's of those Chargers, teams. Chiefs, Raiders, yep. and revamped Broncos. So, other than the, well, even the Chiefs, all of those squads have what's considered two elite pass rushers. So, we're going to talk a lot about the quarterbacks. But when you're building those teams, you're like, we got to get to the quarterback. And so if you look at all of those squads and look at what the Chargers have already done this offseason. Now, they already got Bosa. Just added Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. Already got Derwin James. Just added another safety, I believe, from the Patriots. J.C. Jackson, I believe, the cornerback. Yep. And so, like, we're going to talk about Justin Herbert, but they defense about to be physical. Physical. So, like, you can look at all of these squads and, and you can be like, hey, Tennessee. Oh, okay. They just made moves at the receiver spot. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. Like, oh, okay. Kansas City, okay. They still got Mahomes. Oh, okay. Like, oh, Denver just added Russell. Oh, okay. 
Buffalo just added Von Miller. Okay. And so, like, the AFC is going to be tough, tough. Way tougher than the NFC this year, for sure. Oh, yeah. And moving forward, for sure. And also, you also you, you have the uh, the Lions in the NFC. So, you, you always want to avoid that. You know what I mean? You always want to avoid that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers like, I ain't going nowhere. Jacoby <laughs> told y'all he ain't about to lead those five wins he get from two from the Lions, two from the Bears on the table, and one from the Vikings. He ain't about to lead those five wins on the table. Those guaranteed. Um, a couple things before we go. We got to do one voicemail. But I want to give a big shout-out to David Ojabo, David Ojabo, the um, pass rusher for the Wolverines, who was injured during his pro day. So, Jacoby, mm-hmm. Brittany Griner and David Ojabo, let's please make these topics on the television show. I think I'm disappointed in the national media for what I consider blatantly ignoring the fact that a human being, an American citizen, who just so happens to be a woman, who just so happens to be a talented WNBA basketball player and a champion, who just so happens to be one of the best players in her league, who obviously made a, a, a lapse in judgment by which she decided to take in her bag for international travel. That doesn't mean that she should be detained for 90 days in Russia, and it doesn't mean that our local media should ignore it the way they are. And so for our show, I would love starting tomorrow that we do something to acknowledge her and her being detained at least till she comes home. It's embarrassing to me because if I don't want to name an NBA superstar, but if this was like the Joker or Joel Embiid, we'd be talking about it every day. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, every you see day. what I'm saying? And so I, 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 I just think that continues to feed a narrative that we've come so far, but we're still trying to bake the barriers of being in a male-dominated industry. This is this is a classic example of that um, lack of coverage to me for Brittany Griner. Now let's talk about Ojabu for a second. I would love to talk about this on the show because here's what I want everybody to understand. When you watch that video of him getting hurt, that's a life lesson that I had to pick up that all athletes have to pick up. That people are with you until the adversity hits. And then you by yourself. I say it all the time. People come into your life for four reasons. To add, subtract, multiply, or divide. Choose wisely. This man is at an NFL workout. Doing what he can to be one of the top 15 picks a first-round pick for show in the NFL draft. When that man fell on the floor and got hurt, they treated him like cattle. As a matter of fact, they treat cattle better because we want to eat it. They let him lay there, dog. You saw the video. I know you saw it. Mm-hmm. And anybody that saw it can't act like I'm overreacting. Oh, he went to Michigan, so Jalen feeling some type of way. No, that ain't how you treat human beings. Strangers on the street. Like straight up, like if I'm walking down the being. street, if I'm walking down the street and a stranger falls over and is grabbing at themselves, I, I might not spend my rest of the day with nursing them back, but I'm gonna stop, put a hand on them, say, "Is there anything I can do for you?" And I just think that's rude. But again, this is what I want to explain to everybody who says, "I want to be a pro athlete today. I want, I, I want to be a pro athlete one day. I want to be famous one day, right?" This is why Biggie said more money, more problems, right? There's the glorious side of that. 
and then there's the not so glorious side of that. And again, I want to make sure I stress, it's a perfect, um, it's, it's picture perfect for me when I remember your fans, your friends, your family members. Of course, there's exceptions to the rule. You got those ride or dies in your family and in your camp. They help you get to where you are. But I'm just saying as a rule, trust what I'm saying. Your fans, the media, your family, your friends, they're going to be with you when you're doing what they want you to do for them. Let me rewind that. When you're doing what they want you to do, I didn't say for you. I said for them. And when you decide to deviate from that in any way, shape, or form, or you now start to become damaged goods, they on to the next. And that's what I saw at that workout. And that was disturbing to me. Big shout to him. He will get drafted, and hopefully he will recuperate and end up with a long career in the NFL and live up to all the potential that he showed before that one unfortunate incident. We got time for one quick voicemail. If you call 9580 Jalen, you can leave a voicemail, and we'll put it on the show just like this. Hey, what's going on, Jalen and Jacoby? This is Jamal calling from Honolulu, Hawaii. Man, first of all, shout out Red the Lead. Keep getting them checks and everybody. So, man, Jacoby. I don't know what just happened, but I literally stopped in the middle of the game after I heard you say, you're not feeling bone thugs? That is, that's unacceptable. You're no longer invited to the cookout for that one. Them brothers changed the game. Jalen, talk to your peoples, man. Keep giving the people what they want. Keep getting them checked. Bone thugs in harmony. It's the first of the month. Okay. Well, listen, it's an unpopular opinion. You can't tell me I'm wrong about how I feel when that when that those those vibrates vibrating waves hit my eardrums. I don't like the way it sounds. That's not my type of music. But Jalen, I got to talk to you about some some uh, race relations. Okay. If the cookout invite's gonna be so fickle that I don't even want it, you know what I mean? Like if you, I don't even want it. You know, what? if y'all gonna keep giving it to me and taking it back, and giving it to me and taking it back, I don't even want it. I'm good on the cookout. I can cook. You know what I mean? I don't need. I don't need to go to y'all cookout. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you're invited to the cookout. Oh yeah, you're not invited to the cookout anymore. You know what? After your cookout, dog. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good on my own cookout. Jalen, you're invited to my cookout, dog. You can come over. Oh That's man, all. I love you so much. Here's the one thing I have to say about um, the cookouts, invite and uninvite. First off, I just want to make sure I stress this. You have to be hosting to uninvite somebody. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many people too that be like, oh, I'm inviting and uninviting. Well, you gotta be hosting to uninvite. But in all honesty, um, big I shout think, to Jamal. Shout out to Jamal big and Crawford, Jamal. who's retiring. Hey, I, I, I believe this. It's just an ears thing. Jacoby is like, I, I, I say this respectfully. Oh no! Oh no! It's, it's hard. It's hard to appreciate the greatness of Duck Down and Boot Camp Click, and then flip the station and still appreciate the greatness of Bone Thugs and Harmony. There is no greatness. That's why I don't appreciate it. It is some greatness. It is some greatness. It's just that it's just that you just it's just that you you have a you have multiple pitches. I'm not gonna say that you like uh 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 uh, uh, uh my guy with the cutter for the Yankees. 
Uh, you got Mariano, Rivera. you know, had the excellent one pitch. You got multiple ears, you got multiple sounds, but you, you who are some of your favorite rappers before the 2000s that rapped fast? Das Effects. East Coast. Big L. East Coast. Um, I'm trying to think of what you would define as fast, but those are the two that really come to mind. You know, obviously whenever we make a list. Correct. I'm leaving people like, off don't, don't, yeah. don't, Those are the ones, they want effects. Shout to them, Hit Squad, EPMD, you know, I was, and by the way, there's a picture right now of me circulating on the internet with me celebrating Michigan going to the Sweet 16 and holding, first off, everybody, that's a 32 ounce of old English. 32, that ain't a 40. I'm disappointed in anybody that calls that a 40. That's a 32, that's even more G, that's one. Two, I was at a studio session with Parrish Smith and Das Effects. The gentleman that's in the picture with me is a part of their crew to this day. So well, how did, I love Das how did as Michigan well. Get, how did Michigan get put on top of that? Someone took their time and their effort to do that. Shout Somebody to that did a dope Photoshop. Somebody did a dope Photoshop. And so I understand why you would appreciate the greatness of Ebonics and Great L, Big, I mean Big L, and his freestyle in the studio. Fat Joe was there. We gotta get Fat Joe on the show. And, and, and it was Jay-Z and him going back and forth. I, I understand. But I want everybody to know in the 90s on the east, on the east and the west coast, many people were forced to pick a side. They just were. Mm -hmm. And Jacoby's a part of that. He don't want to admit it, but he was. He truly was. There are Listen. people on the West Coast, Demetrius, for example, one of our producers on this show, he can't hear nothing East Coast. Listen. I come dressed for this show, he say, you so East Coast. That's got nothing to do with Bone Thugs. Yes, and it Bone does. Thugs music doesn't speak yes, to me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, because y'all didn't respect me. the Midwest until we kicked down the door. You're supposed to say Twister. That's why I know. That's that's my point exactly. Oh no, Twister came to mind, but I thought he no, was in the 2000s. But you didn't say him. You didn't this, say. He's, you didn't I, say. I'm, you know what, do you want to ride I ain't in the backseat of a caddy chopping up with do or die? That's all I know. Do I'm done with your cookout. C A D I double L bumping A C. Hmm, ain't this some boy? You gonna get up on that Midwest G game? Well, right, look forward to, right. here look forward to hearing more about the Midwest G game tomorrow because we will be back tomorrow with another, another dope pod to step two. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? Uh, our producer Brandy in my ear singing it and Jacoby do not know the lyrics. And she from Memphis. No. Y'all took too much time to represent the Midwest and the South, so we had to kick down the door. But like the Brassmaster Caravis one once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are. Not done.